You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, presenting interviews with famous, fascinating, influential personalities from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Dog Park is Chuck E. Cheese. The dog park is not developed by dogs. Dog park is developed by humans who don't want to take a dog for a long walk. The Dog Whisperer, Caesar Milan. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Well, they say a dog is man's best friend, but many of us unconsciously do things that can undermine that unique relationship. And that's where Caesar Milan comes in. He's also known as the Dog Whisperer. He had that successful series on TV by that name for eight years. I met him in 2006, not long after the series really started to take off. He had quite a following and was eager to talk about all the dogs that he had met, all the dogs he had yet to meet, and about you and your dog. So here now, from 2006, Caesar Milan. Any issue the dog might have goes away by being fulfilled by owner. It's not that we don't know how to love dogs. We don't know how to fulfill their life. So most of the time, people fulfill their life through their dog because a dog becomes their human that they don't have or their baby that they don't have, which fulfills an empty space for the human. But the human doesn't stop and think about what is it that my dog needs before I fulfill my needs. This way, it becomes a very fulfilling relationship. But the relationship that my clients have right now and most of the people that watch my show, the Dog Whisper, is they know how to do affection, affection, affection. But the importance of, uh, of, the importance of uh, keeping a dog balanced is exercise, discipline, affection. In that order. In that order. Why is in this order? Why not affection first? Since affection is not a bad thing, you know. But the reality is, the, my clients actually create instability by only giving affection. So if we do that to our children, just give affection, 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 we create unstable children. Children need exercise, discipline, affection. If you give them in that order, you create a different state of mind. Loving a dog like he was a human being is not bad, as long as you love him first as a dog. Then you make him a human. So this way he has himself and what he represents mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. because in and his own way of seeing himself or or a cat sees a dog he sees him as a dog never as a human right oh, it's only the human who uh, who has some kind of what is the right word for this uh, the goal of most of dog lovers is to make a dog human mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's, it's, it becomes a mm-hmm. goal uh, but the reality is elephant love to be elephant, being an elephant, and giraffe love to be a giraffe, and ant is very proud of being a, an ant, and a dog is happy to be a, a dog, mm-hmm. you know? So it's never in their agenda to ever become a human. So Caesar's way uh, is about teaching people common sense, which we have a lot of intelligence, but common sense has nothing to do with intelligence mm-hmm. because... As you know, you can be graduated from Harvard. doesn't mean you're balanced. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? So intelligence doesn't mean you are going to be able to control elephant because they don't care if you're intelligent. Mm-hmm. But they do care that if you're balanced. And balance has to do with common sense. Are there certain behaviors in people that dogs instinctively will look to and respond to? Well, who you are in the animal world is energy, right? So regardless of the species that you're dealing with, 
animal will tell them immediately the energy that you are. We are the only species that listens to unstable pack leaders in the world. The rest of the species do not listen to unstable human. So if a human is nervous, fearful, tense, frustrated, angry, sad, depressed, and all the negative energies that you can think of, no animal will listen to you. Only human listen to frustrated pack leader. You can buy human. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a dog. You can't tell a dog, look, if you don't do this for me, I'm not going to buy that toy that you like. <laughs> they don't care. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to move to a smaller house if you don't stop peeing in the house. You can't tell a dog to change a behavior mm-hmm. from, from a frustrated, angry point of view. You can only condition the mind of animal if you are calm, assertive. Mm-hmm. Do we have to start thinking like a dog? I don't think is that we have to think like a dog. We have to we have to think what is best for the dog. It's not about us changing our, our identity, our our identity. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's not about removing our who we are as mm-hmm. a species. It's about us learning uh, how they fulfill each other. You are not going to become a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a father. I am a husband, and I'm a dog owner. But I'm not a dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I have to practice woman psychology with my wife, child psychology with my children, and dog psychology with my dogs. But I don't become them, mm-hmm. right? I just become the source of balance. I want to have a balanced relationship with my wife. I want to have a balanced relationship with my kids. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I already know that I have a balanced relationship with my dogs. Mm-hmm. So I knew dog psychology before I knew human psychology, you know. And a lot of the human psychology that I learned, I learned from dogs. Because dogs know, they know how to raise each other in a balanced way. They don't care if they're intelligent. They're never going to do heart open surgery. (laughs) But they know how to keep a pack together. They don't break rules. They don't break boundaries. They don't break the boundaries. They don't break the limitations. They're very disciplined. Is discipline means aggression or frustration? No. Discipline means the ability to follow up what Mother Nature give you, a, a, you know, wire you're in. Right. Rules, orders, and boundaries. That's it. You know, and discipline is never to release frustration or anger in somebody. That's not discipline, you know, Um which a lot of people, uh, may, you know, is, pre- is pretty aware from their own past experiences mm-hmm. from their parents. You know, that's where you learn what discipline is. Well, I think discipline is punishment. Pu- exactly. That's the, exactly the difference between punishment and discipline. There is a consequence in the animal mm-hmm. world, but they're not punishing you. Right. They're just disciplining you mm-hmm. because if you don't go back in line, the whole pack gets unstable. So one member of the pack that is not following the same frequency, it creates a bad chain reaction, which we can learn so much from animals because we are not doing very well as a species. We can go to the moon, but doesn't mean we can walk a dog, (laughs) right? So we can build big buildings and and incredible structures and everything. doesn't mean we have connection with Mother Nature. Now, now does this work across all species? I mean, does this work for a chihuahua as well as a bulldog, as well as a greyhound, as well as a rottweiler? I mean, are all dogs more or less the same temperament with regard to the pack behavior, the discipline, and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Dog psychology is a general understanding about what dogs are. A chihuahua doesn't see himself as a chihuahua. A bulldog doesn't see himself as a bulldog. Only human sees the race or the breed. 
you know, and only humans separate each other from race or breed. If you study what happened in the Katrina, you know, um, hurricane thing, and when the dogs managed to escape from their home, uh, they, they created a pack. But they didn't say, well, you're a beagle, you can't, you can't walk with us because I'm a Rottweiler, <laughs> right? So what happened is they all go back into the dog mode. You know, we all human beings. Mm-hmm. So regardless of your race, you're going to develop the same side effect that a person in Japan can develop. But it's not the race. After this short break, what's the real difference between dog breeds? Now back to my 2006 interview with dog whisperer Caesar Milan. A lot of people put so much thought into, well, i got to pick exactly the right breed of dog because otherwise it's not going to fit in with you know my discipline style. I have to get an easygoing dog. I have to dog, get a dog that doesn't mind being by itself a lot. It, 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 are, are people spending too much time worrying about what breed to get? Uh, um, yes. Well, and that is also um, the people who, who teaches you how to go by the connection influence other humans how to, you know, get related to mm-hmm. a dog, right? So what I, what I teach is that we have to see it this way. Animal, dog, breed, name. Most of the people already have a name before they have anything else, right? So what they do is name, breed, human. So, of course, they're going to focus on the name and the breed because this is their priority. My priority is for people to understand how import, how, what the importance of animal so animal pick up on your energy. Who you are in the animal world is energy. They don't care if you're president of the United States <laughs> or, a, or a homeless person, right? So it's important that people know what energy they are. So in order for them to get a dog, regardless of the breed, their energy have to be higher than the dog energy. In every breed, you're going to see low, medium, high, very high levels of energies. Just like in any race, like Latino culture, you, you've seen some low-level energy Latinos, and you see high-level energy Latinos. Mm-hmm. It's not the race. It's the energy you're born with, right? So that's what I ex- explain to people in the book and in the show and all that, is to understand energy. If you understand energy, you can control or connect to Mother Nature, so people focus too much on the breed and they say, oh, all German Shepherds are mm-hmm. good. Oh, all boxers are good. So it, became, uh, it becomes this uh, segregation from it because the, uh, German Shepherd lovers will say, will defend German Shepherds <laughs> to the death, you mm-hmm. know, and they will talk bad about a Doberman. And reality is they're all dogs. Or, or the neighborhood will be scared when the new new guy moves in with his Rottweiler. Or a pit bull. Or a pit bull, yeah. it's uh, it, it, One of the best dogs I ever had was a nasty little chihuahua, but what a sweet dog that was. Well, let me tell you something. That, that, that as a society, we have now stopped the vicious cycle. In the 70s, we blamed the Doberman. In the 80s, we blamed the German Shepherd. <laughs> in the 90s, we blamed the Rottweiler. And now in the 2000s, we're blaming the pit bull. So... Do you see it? <laughs> so whatever dog is in fashion, the human is going to uh, unconsciously or consciously going, is going to blame the breed. But what they're not realizing is they're putting themselves in front of powerful breed. Powerful breed means working type. That, that doesn't necessarily mean they are aggressive or born to be mean. It, the aggression and the, and the meanest uh, behavior comes from the lack of exercise and leadership. 
if you don't give a dog access to release his physical energy and access to become important in life, what you're creating is a frustrated dog, right? So Dobermans, German Shepherds, Rottweilers, and Pitbulls, what they have in common is their working type. And if you don't give him a job, what would happen to Shaquille O'Neal if he can't play basketball? <laughs> he gets frustrated or depressed, right? But So he needs an outlet. Basketball is a way of doing physical, psychological challenge. If you become emotional about it, you can actually create a bad ripple effect. That's why you have to stay balanced. Then you cry. You don't cry while you're playing. <laughs> See it? The body, the mind, then the heart to win a championship. Dogs, if you watch people, they, they compete with dogs, their body, mind, then they cry and, 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 and celebrate and all that stuff. The emotions will block stability. But emotion is also good to intensify the stability. I give you an example. When dogs live with handicapped people, disabled people, right? Even though these people are blind, they are the pack leader. The dog don't see them as blind. Mm. We do. But the handicapped person puts a bet on a dog that says not to give affection. By law, you can't touch that dog. If you go and touch that dog while he's doing a physical, psychological activity, you're going to create instability immediately because affection or emotion creates excitement. So instead of he being focused on saving the homeless, the, the, uh, the handicapped person's life, he's going to get distracted or interrupted by emotions or excitement. Now, when the dog is in a consummate state, then you can give affection which you will intensify state of mind. They only in the human world, they get to experience that. Because in that dog natural habitat, pack leader never says, good boy, guys. So that means dogs are wired not to receive affection for the job they did. And they don't have to have a birthday parties. <laughs> See it? Mother Nature rewards in a different way. They first accomplish balance, and then they celebrate. That's why I say exercise, discipline, and affection. Well, it may not be the only way, but it sure works for you. It works for me. I have rehabilitated thousands of dogs through the show. Uh, people always call us and say, you have saved my life. You have saved my dog's life. Uh, my neighbor is now walking his dog. My neighbor did not know that he needed to walk the dog. See, even though this is common sense, a lot of people don't walk their dogs. Is it enough to just take my dog to the dog park a couple times a week? Dog park is Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so dog park is not uh, uh, developed by dogs. Dog park is developed by humans who don't want to take a dog for a long walk. <laughs> right? So it's the easiest way out, right? Chuck E. Cheese is fun, but it's excitement domination. So in a dog park, what you're going to experience is a lot of excitement and a lot of dominance. That's why every two, three hours, you're going to see a scruffle because the accumulation of excitement and dominance lead them into a fight. So dog bark is affection. Make sure you walk the dog, then you bring him to the dog bark because he follows pack leader. Then pack leader rewards with that activity. But it's important that you drain some of the energy before you bring them to the dog bark because when, what people normally do is they bring the dog from the house to the dog bark, but the dog is frustrated. Being behind walls is not the nature of any animal. Only mm -hmm. human buys real estate, <laughs> right? They don't value a $5 million state. They don't care. They're behind walls. It's important for animal to go out, then come back. That's migration, right? But if you take a dog from one house to another behind wall environment, you just created more frustration, right? 
but it's the easiest way out. And people feel that they did something for the dog. <laughs> so it goes back into the guilt mm-hmm. because they're taking care of their guilt. So again, the book addresses how important it is for us to be responsible, uh, viewing it from the dog's point of view, not viewing it from the human point mm-hmm. of view. Because even though a lot of people say, well, my dog talks to me and everything, well, I haven't seen a dog that, you know, they talk to the human and turn around and say, you know what? You have to walk me before I kill that cat. <laughs> and nobody interprets this way. Mm-hmm. Everybody interprets the way they wanted to for their own benefit, but not for the benefit of a dog yet. That's the beauty of animal. They live in the moment. Mm-hmm. We live in the past and the future. That's right. <laughs> we hire psychologists and psychics. Nothing wrong with it, but this is, we're the only species that do things That's like right. this. Right? So animals can, can bring back natural common sense for our benefit you know so two things that i want my kids to be really good at it good husbands and good dog owners you have those two things in place you are the richest man alive (laughs) caesar milan will be 52 in august and he is still active not only in dog training but also in advocacy for abandoned and abused animals And you can find easy Amazon links to Cesar Milan's books at our website, HeardEverything.com. Are you new to Now I've Heard Everything? We post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks so much for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, a self-described Motown diva, 50s and 60s artist, Martha Reeves. We were in love with one another. We sang songs and crooned to one another and just fell in love. There are a lot of children walking around today that I consider Motown babies because we sang about love. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.